Hello and welcome to the Creative Club Podcast. You're here with John Marsh and if you're a coach or creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract dream clients to grow your business and build confidence. So right now you're probably sensing that there is a lot of tension in the culture, you know, a lot of division in the culture. Maybe it's when you go on social media, maybe it's when you walk into the supermarket, maybe it's when you turn on the news, a lot of different opinions, a lot of polarity on, you know, political, social, economic, uh, cultural events and changes that are happening. And you might be wondering, you know, what do I do? How do I talk about this? How do I navigate this as a business owner? You know, up until this point, it hasn't been something that we've been forced to sort of tackle. Uh, But now, you know, it's something that we can't ignore. It's infiltrating or trickling into every aspect of life and especially in small business. So on the show today, we've got a great friend of mine and someone I really look up to. Her name is Nerida Bint. Nerida is a founder and creator and also runs uh, La Somme Gyms, women's gyms here in Newcastle. And about a week or two prior to recording this episode, Nerida had a big run in with cancel culture after voicing some of her points of view online. So in the conversation, we dive right into that. We talk about values. We talk about how to navigate sharing your points of view uh, and your beliefs and opinions and what you can expect and what you might have to be ready for. And then we link this back to business as well, because as you know, in small business, it is important that we know what we stand for, who we really want to serve and how we really want to help them. And that we've got a strong value set uh, that helps to guide us in that journey, which can be, you know, a pretty turbulent journey sometimes. So there's a lot of value in here, a lot of direct insight from Nerida and her recent experiences, as well as the last five plus years in running her business and growing her small businesses. I hope you enjoy this conversation, got a lot of value out of it, and let's jump in. podcast uh it was such a pleasure last time so thank you for making the time oh thank you for having me i always love chatting to you so i'm looking forward to it yeah yeah i'm really excited so we if you're listening we were originally going to talk today about community Uh, we did touch on that on an older episode that i'll link into the show notes which is really cool we went for a solid hour i think Uh, but today we're going to change course a little bit and talk a little bit more about I guess we could uh, term it values or I kind of like to call it taking a stand. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of business owners listening to this. And one of the things you shared with me was, you know, how you started to share more of um, your own values and what's important to you. So I'd love to talk about that today. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe a starting place for us all could be uh, take us... Uh, where do you want to start with that? I mean, maybe how that came about in your business. You're quite vocal in what you believe in. 
Um, we can talk about the sort of recent aspects of that later mm -hmm. as well, if you want to. But what comes up for you? How did you start to, you know, find your voice and, and say what you th thought? Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, you know, I really believe in the power of uh, having people around you who are, you know, mentors and leaders and people that you really look up to. And I've always been really lucky to, you know, have people that have been really willing to kind of, you know, support me and, and be there for me. And I'll never forget this one moment when, you know, it was funny. I started my business and, and things would happen, you know, like, um, you know, I tried so hard to create this place where I, I knew exactly what I wanted it to feel like, what I, the behavior that I, you know, kind of wanted to see the girls and what I didn't want. But I didn't really tie that back to our core values. Like I didn't really understand and I was really kind of, um, I suppose, sloppy in the way that I would manage that. You know, if if something happened that really bothered me, um, I found myself really reactive, getting really emotional. And I had this business coach who really talked me through it and she was really kind of picking it apart for me. And then I realized it, it, it always came back to my core values, but we hadn't gotten clear on them. And so that was like the birth of us really kind of delving into that and bringing those core values to the forefront of our community and speaking about them, um, you know, making all of our decisions based on them, um, trying to create this culture that really feels like they exist because, you know, it's interesting, like so many large organisations have up on the wall, you know, their list of 10 core values. But if you go into, a, if you're in a business and you can't, you can't speak them, they don't mean anything and they're not present. So we just whittle it down to three mm. and we talk about it all the time. We talk about, you know, what they look like, what they don't look like. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a real turning point for us. It was a, three years ago and from then on we, we've just, I think, become, you know, stronger and stronger and we've just managed to draw in more and more of the right people mm. that really kind of, I suppose, relate to those core values and hold similar core values. Yeah. So just quickly did mm. the business coach was it like a case of like hey nerda you don't have any values like how did you what did that look like because i think a lot of people can go you know and we've all been there it's like oh yeah we're, i'm strong in my values and we have this and was it just like no you don't like how no did that well through? do you know what she said to me she said um she i remember us having a conversation and and she was really trying to get clear on the core values and number one, she was asking me what they were and I was still really hazy on what they were. And then, but I knew the community, I knew that was really prevalent, but she would ask me, okay, well, what does, if someone was to really live by your values, what would that look like? And I would have to talk through that behavior. Okay, well, community means connection and openness and acceptance of anybody. So that means when you see someone you don't know, you go up to them and you introduce yourself. It means smiling at people. It means, you know, attending social events. What doesn't it look like? Well, it means not, you know, accepting people. It means judging people. It means, you know, gossiping. I don't want that. She was like, well, how do your members understand what they are if you're not communicating that to them? And that was a, a big kind of, you know, uh, I suppose light bulb moment. You know, I had never really talked about it, never really shared it. So we started doing that. And then she also said to me, you know, your values are only your values when you stand by them when it's, like when it's easy, but also when it's hard. So it then meant when, you know, I'd have employees, which looking back, I probably didn't, you know, introduce them into the business based on the core values. So that was my fault. Mm -hmm. But when it came to, 
you know, managing them out of the business, it, you know, meant taking that tough stand where it was like, you know what, we're just not aligned and this is only going to get difficult for you and me because we're just constantly mm. going to be valuing different things and, and it was just a game changer for us. Mm. And then, yeah, we did go away and we p- pulled the whole team together and we did a full team day where we worked through all of the values you could possibly think of and whittled them down to three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard this concept of uh, <coughs> values before of being uh, aspirational and instructional. So mm. it's it's aspirational, something that we want to get to, mm-hmm. but instructional. It's like, okay, when somebody walks in the door, mm-hmm. this is the behavior that you can actually follow because mm-hmm. it's easy to say, well, the value is like integrity or something. So, okay, cool. Well, so what does that look like when something goes wrong or what how do you map that to something that someone can follow Mm -hmm. and so then we can train we can you know create a practice around Mm. it yep okay so can you talk a little bit about and this just came to me it seems is a you're gonna run into conflict one way or another Mm -hmm. because like, (laughs) like um i mean even with what you shared already so many opportunities for it if you say that okay my value is this and this is the way we're going to show up one a potential employee or or client may not uh have that same value set so there's possible conflict okay Mm -hmm. we're not the right place for you or you're better somewhere else there's that then there's like you know conflict within the team Mm -hmm. if you don't if you don't behave in a way that's aligned like how, can you just talk a little bit about conflict? I don't mean it in a negative way, but just talk about it like how that goes for you and have you had to learn to sort of deal with that as you've gone? Mm. Or is it something that you always just were good at? Oh, my goodness, no way. No. <laughs> and I, I'm sure, you know, th- there would be plenty of people out in the community who have experienced me in my lowest, uh, you know, in my, I suppose, pre-awareness around how I dealt with conflict. You know, I've, I've definitely, I've, it's definitely been a huge skill I've had to learn and it's still something I have to really work hard at um, because it's funny, <laughs> I just, I can be very black and white thinking sometimes and it's taken me time to understand there's often grey and, and to, tr- to really empathise with people's, you know, with difference of opinion and, and I suppose and, – and I think with conflict, it's, you know, for me as a leader, I'm trying really hard to learn how to hold space for people in a really empathetic way and to be able to be okay with people disagreeing with me um, or with people having a difference of opinion or, you know, with – I suppose um, – I'm not really articulating this very well but – you know, I, I've just really had to work on just being able to listen more mm. and not talk so much. And that's been a really useful skill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a course that you can do. It's free, nonviolent communication online. It's fantastic. And it's interesting how much of our communication actually is violent that we don't even realise. Mm. So that's been a, a process. I think conflict can be healthy. But I'll tell you what, typically women don't do conflict well. You know, they, they typically, if they have an issue... You know, it's it's so difficult to go to that person and to approach them and say, hey, um, you know, 
I'm noticing I'm feeling this whenever this comes up. I'd love to have a chat to you and, and to understand this better for both of us. They don't do that typically. They go the other way. They completely shut down from it and they go to their friends and they, they find people who they think will support their view mm. and they gossip and they bitch and they discuss backdoor conversation. We talk about this all the time with our team. That is one thing I do not accept. Now, I accept it happens in our larger community. I try really hard. One of our values is courage. And, and one of those ways is having hard conversations. Mm. And I'm having those hard conversations with people every day. That's all my job is. Mm. And it, it can still sting. And when someone isn't willing to have that conversation with you, for me, I'm an anxious um, person. So I instantly go to, she doesn't want to have this conversation with me. She's going to... Re- She's going to reject, she's going to leave and then that's going to be the end of our relationship. And what I've gotten much better at is just being able to sit with that, notice how that feels for me mm-hmm. and that's my anxiety and the trust that that person will come to me when they're ready. And if I just always let them know the door is always open and I'm always here for you no matter what, then hopefully we can, be, we can come into a society where we can have differences of opinion, but it doesn't mean that our relationship breaks down. Mm. You know, it's so interesting. I've shared a lot on social media lately. I shared something by a, a lady that I really love and it was a piece that I really, really liked and somebody wrote back to me and said, but she doesn't believe in climate change. And I said, oh, well, I don't actually know her views on climate change. I haven't seen that yet. I don't even really know what mine are, but I really agree with this piece she shared and I wanted to share it. Is that okay? Does it mean that I have to cancel her out altogether mm. just because we might disagree? We might agree on one or two things but mm. disagree on others? Mm. And she kind of said to me, that's actually a really good point. And this is what's led me, this, you know, social media at the moment, you know, it's something that's really dangerous, this cancel culture mm. where we just completely, you know, can behave in a way online that we would never behave in real life. Mm. And it's somehow accepted and there's this mob mentality and, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it and it's something I really want to talk to my community about. Um, how do we want to show up online? We want that to match how we'd show up in real life. Mm. And, you know, I think that's really important because we're really leading the way for the people, the next generations, you know. And I thank goodness I wasn't young when I was when social media was around. And I think it's up to us at this age to, to create this space that's safe for people. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a complex issue. But I think when you're like, you know, we're also terrified of not being liked, not being accepted, being rejected. That's just a normal, natural human human instinct. We want to belong to a community. If we don't belong, we die. But I think that the more you know yourself and the more you really believe in yourself and you back yourself, the less that that matters to you. So I see it now in my, I'm nearly, you know, I'm turning about to turn 40 next year. And, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't have this, this solid knowing of myself and it comes and goes depending on what I'm doing and how I'm looking after myself. But, you know, the more I really trust in myself and ask myself and no, you know, I'm constantly asking myself if I'm doing the right thing. Am I showing up to the best of my ability for my people, for myself, for my team, you know? And I think that the, the more I get, you know, solid on that and I know that I, it really feels right for me and I feel it in my body, like I really connect to my body, I just trust it and mm. I just know that the right people will come forward and and the rest will kind of float away and that's okay. This is all part of the story. Mm. Yeah, there's so many good things in what you just said. The, uh, the first part really resonated. 
I saw this quote not long ago and no idea who it was from, but it was like something about realizing that you can uh, have, you can have someone with a different opinion. You can still dance together. Yeah. And it was, it's not saying that you're going to spend your life together. It's not saying that you have to agree, but you can still, you can still talk. You can Mm. still dance. You can still uh, engage. And yeah, I think that, that stuck out. The other thing is the challenge that I see potentially coming through is that hype and uh, canceling. Mm. And it seems like a lot of, let's call it heightened emotional mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. Uh, spreads. Yeah. So when you're online and you're, you know, sticking to clear, but you can see how it's easily training a behavior that's, uh maybe a little over the top Mm. (laughs) at times like just a bit yeah but in order to get that spread because what happens is you get positive feedback from that behavior Mm -hmm. so it can train uh you know different ways of and and sometimes it's going to be fine but sometimes it's going to train ways of being that potentially isn't helpful Mm. Uh, i guess i don't know there's not really anywhere to go from that other than what do you think the like, how do you now approach, I guess, the online side mm, of it? Mm. Um, yeah, in, well, in a way that's real, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's, you know, I'd love to, while you were just speaking then, I, I, I would love to just say this, you know. Um, somebody said to me recently, you know, one of my, a member in my community, she said, you're so controversial. And I thought about it and I thought, oh, wow, yeah, like maybe I am. And then I went home that night and I was on my Instagram and, you know, I was looking through my world, my online community, and I was seeing a lot of posts and stories and blogs from people who I suppose are, you know, a similar, I suppose, views to me and, and who do a lot of work and they're leaders and they're out there and they're really, you know, living bravely. And, and I'm thinking, isn't that interesting? Like, I'm not controversial, but I'm surrounded. I, my community is all these people that are out there and, and, you know, like I'm following all these people who are really doing extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I thought, well, her community is probably, like, you know, she's more surrounded by people who think similar to her. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, I, I follow a couple of really incredible journalists, American journalists, and... You know, there's this one guy, he, he balances, like he's super smart, super intelligent, articulate, can talk about anything. And um, he, but also does it with a really great sense of humor. He has a fantastic sense of humor. And he, he often, his whole thing is inviting people on that are also, you know, kind of well balanced and, and he debates mm. constantly with them. And they can be so fiercely opposing views. Mm. And then you see them get off and they are like bear hugging. And Mm. you can see it's real. Mm. You can really see it's real. And they have such affection and friendship. And you can see that these friendships are long term. And I just think, wow, wouldn't it be great for us to see more of that rather than, you know, what we see happening with our leaders sometimes who are just, I don't know, I just think, you know, that inspires me. And I Mm. think that's a kind of community i want to be part of that you Mm. know i want to be able to debate with people Mm. but actually then to be able to leave that aside and understand that that person is still a person Mm. you know i think what people forget you know and i'll say this you know i have a really i've had a tough time with mental health my life you know i've been very vocal about you know the the darkness i've i've you know held inside of me and the work that it's taken to overcome that and i'll tell you this 
two weeks ago when I was cancelled online and I was, you know, receiving this barrage of messages from people I didn't even know that was so horrendous. Like, oh, I can't even explain to you. One, a couple of messages went to the Lasom page, which is actually awful because there are 19-year-old girls on the other end of that. Some of them, ha- one of them has major anxiety and it's just super triggering and hurtful for them. It doesn't need to be. Um, you know, it did send me straight back to my old pattern, you know, my old pattern of like thinking uh, the world would be a better place without me. A hundred percent it did. Mm. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, midnight on a Sunday night and it was like I'd copped this for eight or nine hours. It didn't stop. Mm. It did not stop. And I remember just really questioning my worth and questioning myself and, and I had to really like really pull myself out of that. I couldn't go to anybody else. I knew that. Mm. I knew that that was something I had to work through Mm. and I had to parent myself out of it. And I had to, you know, there's a really good saying, don't trust your mind. Don't trust yourself when you're, when you're, when your mind is, is blue. Mm. And, um, I think that I had to really hold on to that. And then, you know, a couple of days passed and, you know, I have a, all these people reaching out to me like with loving, you know, messages and phone calls and I get out in the fresh air and I get in the ocean and I remember like, yes, it's going to be okay. But, you know, and, and not to blame anyone or anything like that, but I just think we really have to keep in mind when we're online that every person we're interacting with, you know, lots, you know, mental health these days is, you know, mental health, like, you know, um, poor mental health is so rife everywhere especially after two you know 18 months of covid um and every person has a you know a mother and a father and possibly a brother or sister a partner and Mm. you just you just don't know when you've just pressed the wrong like you know what i mean and Mm. i just think oh it just kills me to think that we're behaving in a way that we're so unaware of the Mm. the circumstances and and the consequences and I think I just want to get that message out to everybody and leaders need to be talking about this more and encouraging because think about it, you know, any organisation, there's a culture that comes from it. Now, unfortunately, our social media platforms aren't doing enough to combat this. They're not. They're not talking about their core values. They're not encouraging people to integrate. They want to see this happen, you know. I was listening to a great quote by a guy called Naval Ravikant and he says, when you're engaging on social media, you're often engaging in emotions such as envy resentment um judgment you know dis like you know um feeling disconnected and he's like these people you're playing their game like Mm. you're playing their game so you i think we really need to be mindful of like who are we following on there who's you know inspiring us making us feel better who's giving us good quality content and it's like a city it's our own little city we're allowed to you know ask people like we can choose who lives in that city Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so, if in in first, I want to acknowledge everything that you shared as well. I know, uh, you know, you touched on a lot of things there. You've talked about your own um, journey through a lot of that stuff before. Uh, the when you did get cancelled, so I don't know how. We probably won't go into all the context here. But I had no idea, and then I, when I messaged you, I had no idea that that other uh, that that had all happened. And so, uh, you know, I can't imagine the amount of onslaught that came within a twelve to twenty-four hour period. Um, 
And I don't think, yeah, I don't think that, you know, we started this conversation on talking about having strength in your values and being clear on what you want to say and not being afraid to say it. Mm. And I think there's incredible value in that. Um, I guess where we've come to now is, okay, and you're also towing a line where the intent behind those things, you need to be careful because mm. someone could take that and run the other way with mm. it and cause a lot of harm. Mm -hmm. And so would you have any, you know, knowing what you now know, uh, when you would go to, I guess, speak your truths or put things out there, do you have a, a, a process to check in with that? Do you think, or like, how does that make you think about it now, knowing what you know from the last couple of weeks? Mm. Does that make sense at all? 100%. Like? Kind of like a reality check. Mm. Like, am I, am, I, am I on the right side here? Do you, do you know what's so interesting? Because I look back and, um, you know, it's funny because I can see, like, you know, this whole thing came about. I actually, when, when all of this first happened, I held back because I was, I knew everyone was waiting for my, my, you know, kind of my view and my, so my post. So, and then I have this experience with my father who, you know, is deaf, can't wear a mask, you know, because he cannot communicate without one. And I just want to take him out for his birthday and we go to, you know, three or four places and we're refused entry, refused entry. So, of course, I was upset, you know, it took me straight back to when I was younger and we experienced such discrimination against my parents because they were deaf, mm. full stop. You know, the world forgets, but, you know, just, you know, people with disabilities were heavily discriminated against for such a long time. So, of course, I was triggered. And so, I thought I had done the right thing in sharing just a reminder, you know, that people might be exempt and please let's, you know, make sure they're still welcome into these venues because mm. my dad already didn't want to go out because, and he didn't actually understand the rules around him not having to wear a mask. So here I am having to educate him. And so, you know, looking back, I can see I was a little bit triggered and I, but I, and I thought I shared it in a loving way. Mm. You know, I didn't write too much. But in, in looking back, I can see maybe I should have shared with more context. And I should have run it by someone else first, you know. Like that's usually what I do. Um, and Ash, my head coach, is usually my girl. She was on holidays and I didn't want to bother her. And I, so I think moving forward, Yes, I think sleep on it. Make sure that you're calm and, you know, you're in a good headspace. Run it by someone you really respect and, and has, you know, a kind of calm, well-balanced kind of approach. Um, so, yes, it's definitely a work in progress. And, I'm, and, you know, I'm always asking myself, like, I'm always coming back to, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, carrying myself in a way that is, you know, honourable? Like, I'm always doing that. And it's a journey. It's, I'm always learning um and but but you know it's interesting like I think people should be allowed to make I see this all the time people are so afraid to make mistakes mm. or so afraid to be vulnerable so afraid to put them out there put themselves out there and I understand why the onslaught you get is horrendous mm. you know there needs to be space held for people mm. to make a mistake and yeah. for us to treat each other with respect and kindness and love and honesty and it's just, in, you know, we've created this culture where people are so scared to do anything, you know? Well, I think that's when we, origi when we originally spoke about talking about this. That was, you know, because we, we work with a lot of uh, 
business owners in you know years three to five kind of thing getting finding their voice starting to grow starting to connect with more people and a lot of the work that we'll do uh we'll be we'll be getting clear on on the stuff like like you need to be willing to take a stand it doesn't need to be about certain topics Mm. it could be something as simple as like you know what if you're not eating healthy you're not going to be healthy Mm. so like just something clear but like And so I think when we originally spoke, I, I was really interested in like, look, this, I, I see a huge gap, a huge hole in adults uh, in the culture and small business where it feels a lot like high school. Mm. And if you wore the wrong sock on mm. the wrong day, you're out of the group or whatever it mm-hmm. was. And so uh, w- maybe for yourself or other business owners, you know, or I guess A does that resonate, mm-hmm. and um, B what could be some starting steps to like, you know, we've gone we went to one extreme, which is like getting cancelled for the wrong, mm-hmm. like saying the poten- whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess on a general level, like speaking your mind, speaking up, being okay with mistakes, mm. um, I, it's all related. But would anything come up for you for that? Yeah, definitely. So. Um you know, I, I mentioned this to you the other day when we had a bit of a, a chat. Um, like, I think, first of all, it's really important to get clear on your why. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? And then I think it's important to get clear on what's your story? What are some key things that really stand out for you, you know? And and life is all a journey of, you know, connecting the dots. Like, it's all, you know, offer, often the suffering leads to that growth and leads to that perception, like that kind of perspective where you can look back and and then you turn that mess into your message. And that's 100% been me. And it's funny, um, you know, I grew up never really feeling like I belonged anywhere. You know, I didn't really feel like I belonged in my family. I felt this sense of just, you know, just disconnect. And then because I had deaf parents, I'd go out into school and, you know, what schools like kids will just pick on you for anything. Mm. So I didn't feel like I belonged there. So, you know, I just had this constant sense of like I don't fit in anywhere. And it wasn't – it was funny but a journalist when she was interviewing me years ago, she actually said – I was talking about this one day and she said, oh, isn't it interesting that you've gone and created this business all about belonging? And it wasn't until she said that I kind of went, Wow. Um, and then there's been some other instances, like, you know, it's like we all have these beliefs, mm-hmm. we grow up and then we look for these beliefs everywhere. And I've had a few other in- instances that have confirmed that belief. You don't belong, you don't belong. And then I, I start this business and it's all about, like, I created Lasson because I wanted somewhere to belong. Mm. So isn't that ironic? Mm. Um, so I think when you get clear on that and then you, you know, first of all, it's getting clear on it and then it's like speaking it. It's so important for people like to... the one thing I've learned in life is everyone's struggling a little bit Mm. you know everyone out there is you know a little bit lost and fumbling through life and when they see people you know that are out there that 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 they respect or look up to and and we we have this you know people would always look at me and just think you know it's easy for her she's just you know what I mean it's it's all just happened they haven't actually seen my story Mm. and then when you share it and you they see this humanness in you it just makes them connect. And it, this vulnerability, it's interesting. Brene Brown talks about this. She's like, we all want some, to be vulnerable, but we just need someone to go first. Mm. And then once somebody goes first, it, it then opens the door for that connection. And I just think if you're a leader, if you lean into that, 
then you will find that connection will happen and people will flock to you you know I've seen it in my business it completely changed when I started to be more vulnerable be more honest and and just be real um you know it was funny I, I struggled my whole life and I don't think anybody really knew until five years ago till I really opened up and I was like I'm really really struggling mm. and then all of a sudden you, these people show up for you and they're there and then you talk about it and then people can kind of go oh me too oh, that's that's what's happening for me and I've seen it happen with people I really look up to and and you know share about their stories the more that they do it you realize oh wow okay well you know that's relativity you feel this sense of okay it's this is normal mm. and I just think we need more of that mm. in this world like we need more people sharing that we're all human and no one's got it easy. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just think it's a really beautiful trait and I'd love to see more of it. I'd love to see more men and women out there really, really kind of honestly being brave about their journey, their story, their values. Because I think what we do is, you know, we when we talk about values, we elevate people to step up and live by them. And we inspire people to think about and go to another level. Mm. So, yeah, I, it's interesting. But I definitely have felt that like, I get messages all the time. Anytime, like I do something like this, you know, people will always kind of say, wow, I had no idea. You know, that podcast I did where I really shared my story about, you know, how like, uh, you know, I still get messages about that. Yeah. And people are always crying and they're like, and I, I, I think that's probably because they've been in a similar situation themselves. Yeah. And just having that one person that can be there and my phone goes off like, and I constantly am having people reach out to me and say, hey, can we just go and have a chat? Like, I'd love to, and I'm sure you're the same. And, you know, I'll move heaven and earth to be there for anybody, mm. you know, anyone in my community or outside of it, everyone knows that. I would stop whatever I'm doing to be there for someone for that. And yeah, you just, you know, it's like we're all in this, like Ram Dass says it, at the end of the day, we're all just walking each other home. Yeah. You know, this is a journey and it's full of ups and downs. And at the end of the day, like we're all walking each other home. Mm, Yeah, I love that. When you first started, and we can can wrap this up shortly, when you first started, for the person who's listening, I can just like, you know, a sense, okay, I'm ready right like i i've got stuff to say i'm you know i'm even whether it's a business or it's just i want to speak up more because i think this is helpful for people um and you're thinking about doing it and they're ready to do it and there's a big block of resistance and because they're about to go Mm -hmm. because i i hear this a lot and and we all feel this right Mm. like you've got whatever the project is you're working on or whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing there's going to be resistance um, Stephen Pressfield's got a great book on that. What do they do? How, like, mm. I mean, it's, I know we can't, like, give advice or whatever. What, like, what, did that, did you feel that? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, how did you pull the trigger? How did you, was it who you were with? Like, what was the next step? Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It's interesting. Uh, um, I heard somebody speak about contraction and expansion. And, you know, this is life. You know, we're either contracting or we're expanding. And when you, you know, it's all like, I really believe life is all about polarity and it's all about swinging back and forth. So the more you contract and the more that you're feeling that contraction and you're feeling yourself really, the bigger the expansion is going to be on the other side. So for me, what really, it, was, it wasn't it was intentional. 
I literally was, you know, I really just put myself, uh, knowing or unknowing, uh, like subconsciously or consciously, I'm not sure, but I, I really, really just got to a point where I was, I really could not go on anymore. Mm-hmm. I was so, um, so unwell. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, um, I remember kind of getting to a point where I was like, you just have to ask for help. You just have to call one person. And I, you know, I called this one person and, you know, he's a really good friend of mine and he's been fantastic and such a support ever since. And then it was, I suppose, that one person and then it just, I was like, okay, well, I have to really be honest with my family about this. And and I think from that, like that really hitting rock bottom and I wasn't ready to talk about it right away. I had to work through it myself first. Mm-hmm. But it, it led people to kind of check in on me and da-da-da and then I was... I just noticed that the more I was opening up and the more I was saying, yeah, I'm really struggling, the more that that love and support came in and it felt good. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I just had to go with that. I think we don't tune in to ourselves enough. We don't really go within and ask ourselves, you know, what's happening. And I was feeling, I was, I was going, th- I had gone through all this contraction. So I was going through all these feelings of anxiety, depression, s- extreme sadness, extreme, um, you know, um, like anxiety and just angst and my whole body just felt so off like I was sick and just so unwell and then the more and more and more I lent into you know being open being honest being truthful and just speaking my truth the I just would feel it I felt lighter and I felt more free and I felt more love and I I could work on it and so I've seen this happen in my life a lot like and, and even at the moment, you know, I'm feeling all this contraction, you know, with everything that's happening at the moment, but I'm already noticing the expansion on the other side, you know, like it's so interesting, but, you know, getting cancelled the other week, it, isn't it interesting? I'd been tossing up this kind of new, like kind of direction I wanted to go in and and I was really unsure and I was kind of like so confused and I talked to a few people, but I wasn't really sure. And then all of this happened and it really forced me to ask myself a whole heap of questions, you know, and it was interesting but after all this happened I just had this feeling of freedom that I was like I am doing this because if I don't do this I will always regret it and Mm -hmm. I just and then all of a sudden I just had this all this certainty and I'm writing and I'm sharing things and you know I shared my first kind of post last night about you know the next chapter for me and overwhelming response and love and support yeah so I really feel like if you feel like it's really really like you're really unsure that's probably a good sign. Mm. You should do it. Yeah. It's, fe- you know, don't fear the flinch. You know, I remember feeling the same way when I first decided to start La Somme. I remember looking, finding this space and it was, I think, $17,000 for the year. It was so scary to sign that lease and I was unsure about it back and forth. And my friend said to me, Nerida, you'll make it work. Like if you have to pack shelves at Coles in the middle of the day and teach two classes, you'll, you'll find money for the rent. Just do it. She said, don't fear the flinch. Because the more anxiety you feel right now, the bigger the, the joy is going to be on the other side. And I signed it that night and it's it's been 100% true. Like literally from day one, I have never felt more joy, never felt more purpose and aliveness doing what I do. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it's really, really hard. But, you know, when you're a leader, you are living in that space where it is so extreme. But mm. far out, I would much rather be living there than be at the end of my days wondering what maybe – what could have happened? I think that's the the worst way to live life. You know, there's a b- great book, Five Regrets of the Dying. Have you read it? No. Oh, 
And there are five. Sounds it, good. This lady worked in palliative care for 30 years and she would meet people and she on their dying, you know, death, uh, their deathbed. And she said the same few things kept coming up over and over again. So she wrote a book on it and it's fantastic. I recommend everyone read it. And one of them is, I think it's actually number one. I wished I had lived a life more true to myself. Mm. And I think I cried that entire chapter. And I really realized if nothing else, that's how I want to live my life. And I want to be on my deathbed and know I gave it everything. Mm. I gave it my best shot. I didn't hold back. And I'm proud of the person I am today. Like that's all you can worry about. Well, I think that's pretty much <laughs> great. Like, I, I, I think that's beautiful. I want to thank you for all of that. Mm, thank you. Um, we could go for a long time. Mm. But I think that was really powerful and pertinent to the times. And, you know, I think that the thing that I can say is that um, there's a lot of different energies happening at the moment. And I think if you are in a, an energy that you can, you know, uh, feel as close to something good, mm-hmm. love, you could call it whatever you want, connection, yeah. whatever, yeah. friend. Like mm-hmm. if you have something that's kind of on that side and you're feeling like, like I think sharing, sh- mm-hmm. sharing something, talking to people, um, getting that, that flow of energy yeah. because there's certainly a lot of flow of other energies right now. And so getting you on here, mm. um, I think is just really great and then what you said in terms of the content and what people can take away even Mm. better as well yeah well i really appreciate you having me on i'd love to say one thing um Mm -hmm. there's a really great quote go to where it's warm the people the places and the experiences that feel good to you and and you know really when you break everything down there are only two places we're only in one of two places and they everything else spills off that we're either in fear mm-hmm. or we're in love. There is nowhere else. And and fear is, you know, anxiety, resentment, judgment, da, 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 love, joy, connection, you know, prosperity, whatever. But we're only in one of those two places. And so I just think now more than ever, we have to choose. We have to really choose what do we want to, what do we want to live our lives day to day? Do we want to live in fear every day? And you know, or potentially what around us, you know, is bringing more fear into our lives and be able to be brave enough to set boundaries around that and to say, no, please don't send that. Like, you know, people were sending me, you know, this this post recently, like over and over and over, and I had to set a boundary. Please don't send it to me. I don't need to see it. If I didn't see it, it didn't happen. Mm. So we're allowed to set boundaries around that and we're allowed to actually check in and go, what is making me feel more of those emotions every day? How can I remove myself? And how can I lean more into love, support, encouragement, good energy? Because really, ultimately, that's all this is. Mm. It's a choice. And we really have to be conscious about where we're at because we're only in one of those two places at any one point. And we've all been on this huge journey over the last, you know, 18 months. And, you know, so so much like fear and so much uncertainty. And, and you know, it's a crazy place right now. But we all have that um what's that word sovereignty Mm -hmm. to be able to come back and lead ourselves you know it's one thing to lead others Mm. it's a very different thing to lead yourself and we don't know how to do that enough Mm. so i think going within and asking myself who are the people 
I feel really good around? Mm. Who are the pla- what are the places? What are the things? What are the experiences? Mm. You know, I see you like I love like your life. I feel like you're very similar to me. You're I always see you up at the ocean. You're walking, getting fresh air, meditating like, you know, and I look at that and I'm like, I instantly feel better when I see you share that. And I'm like, that inspires me to do that, more of that myself. Mm. So thank you for everything you do in bringing this community together because we need you now more than ever. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that. Well, I really do. Hopefully we're all just getting started. Yeah. So that's the way I like to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, great. Well, that's it for today. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. You all know, you all know where to find Nerida more <laughs> than where to find me. But <laughs> I'll put the, uh, well, I'll put the stuff in the show notes. Is there anything else you'd like to share with people um, just before we sign off? No, not really. Just that, you know, it's trying times for everybody. And just, yeah, if we can all try to make our interactions with everybody um, in, a, in a positive and loving way, then, and I think if we can appreciate where people might be coming from and try and just empathise, mm-hmm. I think that can go a long way. So just, yeah, to connect, reach out to people if you need it. There's a, what I'm really blown away by is the support, you know, like the business community in Newcastle has, you know, I think we've got, we're so lucky to live here. We've got such great, you know, kind of connection. And I think I see now more than ever Newcastle small businesses really coming together. I'm talking to a lot of business owners and it really, I think when we're together, we're stronger together. That's Lassom's motto. And I really believe that we are stronger together. So just leaning into that more now than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, make sure to check out Narita's work. And if you like the podcast, send it to a friend. And, and send it to me. Let me know. I'd love to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach out to Narita mm. and um, subscribe. That's yes, it. definitely. Thanks so much.